Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Starting at Zero brings together the voices of policymakers, educators, academics, business leaders, pediatricians, parents, and children. It features five current and past governors who are champions of early childhood education. Starting at Zero, Reimagining Education in America. It examines the latest developmental brain science to demonstrate how essential the earliest years of learning are to maximize human potential. Key features of high-quality early childhood learning environments and experiences are outlined and then brought to life in this film, Starting at Zero. And we're joined today by the director of Starting at Zero, and that would be Willa Kemmerer. Willa, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks so much for having me. And this is one of those subjects that is on the minds of a lot of people. How are we going to better educate our children? Where do we start in terms of a more formalized education? And really, how does this play out in the very competitive world in which we now find ourselves with so many countries around the world as emerging economies? So many of these countries put a tremendous emphasis on education. How are we going to meet that challenge? And tell me, is that part of what inspired you or where did the inspiration for the film come? Absolutely. So um, Mike client and, um, you know, partner in producing this film, the Saul Zantz Charitable Foundation, um, which is, you know, in honor of and the legacy of uh, the late filmmaker, Saul Zantz, producer of The English Patient and Amadeus and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And he was really dedicated to social justice and poverty issues. And um, his vision was really to put a dent in poverty. And so the foundation, um, that is what they're dedicated to. And through researching, you know, different areas that they could invest, they decided that early childhood education was a really powerful vehicle for being able to make impacts um, towards creating brighter, you know, futures for more Americans. The genesis of the film, it really started um, about creating a profile and kind of a guide for how the state of Alabama accomplished the number one pre-K ranked pre-K program in the country, which was a surprise to, you know, the foundation, a surprise to me, and I think a surprise to a lot of people. And, you know, as storytellers, you know, we, we said, hey, there's, there's a story there and we want to learn more about it. And then uh, once we started doing interviews from there, you know, we just realized that there was a larger story beyond that as well. And this is really a national issue. Right. Um, so right. that's how, you know, the film kind of expanded from there. Right. And, and we see that. We see you talking to a number of uh, government officials, Steve Bullock from um, Montana, Kay Ivey from Alabama, Ralph Northam from Virginia, and others, Jim Hunt and Phil Bryant. And if you had thrown out a list of states that would be in the forefront of early childhood education, I, I really don't, I'm, with all due respect to the people of Alabama, I would not have picked Alabama as that place. But nonetheless, kudos. Yeah, I mean, good on them for, for recognizing this as an opportunity. Let's talk a little bit about the actual program itself. At what point or what is the age are we talking about when young children are brought into the educational environment? 
So their uh, kind of headline program and where they started is really the pre-K year, so four-year-olds mostly. You, you may have some late three and, you know, early five, but mostly four-year-olds. Um, and then from there, they've begun to work back and build, you know, home visiting programs and other supports for families, you know, really birth through third grade, so they're kind of building more of a continuum of learning through those years. But pre, the pre-K program is, you know, where they have that ranking and where they really started. And how long has the program actually sort of been functioning in terms of the state well, of Alabama? They started, they started a pilot program with just eight classrooms back in uh, 2000. And then it's really, you know, they, I think, quoting from the film, they took the path of, you know, slow expansion and high quality. You know, they were it's there's all these checks and balances in the program um, monitors and um, you know looking at the outcomes and so they you know made the decision that they were not going to scale it you know just to grow the program and get more kids you know in in classrooms without having that kind of maintaining that quality standard um, so they have grown a bit slower than they probably could have but um, I think you know been able to maintain that high quality. And how close are they to sort of expanding this out to a statewide level where all the kids who have the uh, opportunity to be a part of this are included? So their goal is to having the program available for anyone who wants to be part of the program, any families who want to be part of the program would be about 75% of um, access for all children. I don't have the latest numbers right now. Last I I think it's somewhere in the 30% about where they are in terms of coverage. So they have, they have a lot of demand. They have a long waiting list, but um, they did just get good news, you know, in terms of, you know, budget investments, you know, at at the legislative level for this. So it it is continuing to expand. I think they're hoping in the next five years or so, they'll be able to reach, have that full coverage. Well, two things about that. One is that um, that's great, and I'm sure that the results are coming back in ways that are uh, encouraging for them to continue with it. And the other part of this is in terms of the political equation, who could possibly mount an argument against something like this, right? And and especially in states, I mean, let's be honest, uh, the, the southern states have a higher rate of poverty than uh, many of the other states in the, in the country. Uh, the need to uh, get a hold of kids and in, in get them into an, an environment like this, a positive. And that's one of the things I want to talk about. It's not just the program, just to talk about it as sort of this faceless thing, but you actually see in the film, starting at zero, the environment that's created for these kids. So uh, it, it seems like it's a no-brainer. If Sal's, uh, if Sal's aunt's coming into this to sort of kickstart this was part of it, am I, am I overstating that? That's sort of how it got going? Definitely. I mean, for, I mean, for the film, absolutely. You know, yeah. the foundation, um, you know, just really deciding that this is a really important thing to highlight. And just, you know, their vision is to really impact policy, you know, at a national yeah. level. And That's the great. approach that we took in the film, you know, we, through interviewing a lot of governors, we realized, you know, that states have a tremendous amount of power um, to make policies, um, right. get the legislature behind it. Um, and so, you know, that was that was the approach we took in the film, um, just looking at state by state. Um, but of course, you know, there's 
it would be amazing if it could happen at a federal level as well. Well, yeah, that's, well, I was going to give anticipated one of my questions, <laughs> uh, but uh, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Willa Kammerer, and she is the director of this new film called Starting at Zero, Reimagining Education in America. And um, I want to talk about the, as we see in the film, the environment that's created. These are beautiful, uh, pristine classrooms. Kids come in and they're greeted by people who are, seem very committed to creating an environment uh, uh, that's conducive to education, but not only just education. And the other thing that you emphasize in the film and part of the program is creating kind of the social skills that you would need as, as any human being would need, but also to be better citizens, to be better workers, to be more thoughtful, to be more inquisitive. All these things seem to be a part of what I saw in the film. Is that, is that an accurate uh, assessment? Definitely. You know, the, the kind of social, social connections and learning how to share and get along and also just the basic learning how to be part of a group in a community and in a classroom. And so, you know, one of the things that teachers talked a lot about, um, you know, school readiness is a, a term that we hear a lot about. And, you know, part of what that means is just kids being used to listening to someone when they're speaking, being quiet, you know, um, being able to get in line and communicate and uh you know we we it's really the start of many years of schooling ahead and so you know educators just observe how much better prepared children who have had this experience being part of a community and and kind of learning the basics of you know what's okay and what's not okay because you know we all come from our individual families but to have that more communal experience um you know is really important Many, many years ago, I ended up volunteering at a, at a school, at a preschool, actually. What I found so wonderful about the experience was you, you create an environment where the kids are, this is their first real encounter with the outside world for many of them, right, for beyond their families. And if you can create an environment where they're looking forward to going to school, it's in their mind at a very young age that going to school is not a chore. It's not something they're obligated to do. But if you can create an environment that these children want to be in and feel open and enjoying themselves, and it, and I know that, I know that's true. I mean, from my own experience. So is yeah. that? Yeah, absolutely. Kind of creating this love of learning and, you know, what happens in, you know, the most high quality settings. And this is also something you know, early educators know this, but to the outside world, it can look just like, you know, kids are just playing and it's totally unstructured. But the way that, you know, small children learn is through play. And so the highest quality, you know, there's a description of what high quality educators look like, you know, and they're, they're kind of orchestrating things like a maestro, you know, children, it's, it's kind of organized chaos. It's very loud often. And, you know, there's a lot going on and everyone is kind of in their station, you know, right. playing with this or playing with that, but they're all learning, you know, they're learning about colors and letters and shapes and how to work together. So, um, you know, and, and it's a fun environment, you know, where they have friends and um, develop a real community. So. To watch a young person, a very young person, four or five years old, come out of a shell. When they first get there, this is, again, this is there for many, this is their first time being outside of the house, being around other people, certainly being around their peers in, in this number of uh, uh, this, uh, this amount. And to watch them kind of become more a part of a group experience and really kind of assert themselves into those situations. It's hard to imagine how invaluable that is and will serve them later on in life. So 
Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, uh, yeah, I, we've been focused on Alabama in the last couple of minutes. I, I want to sort of talk about this is something I mentioned some of these other governors who are expressing interest in it. We're talking about Montana, Alabama, Virginia, North Carolina, and Mississippi. Through your, your time around this subject, you know more of those places that are, are into this. Definitely, yeah. Um, you know, New Mexico, North Dakota, there's also been this kind of really interesting, um, you know, a lot of states, we've connected with a lot of states through this process who, you know, aren't necessarily in a film because um, it was kind of one one state leading us to another state, you know, was kind of the process of, you know, where we ended up going for interviews and and kind of the, the final cut of the film. The beauty of this happening at a state level is that they all look to each other, you know, for advice and, you know, inspiration when kind of building their programs. And that's part of why we profiled Alabama in such depth is that there is such potential, you know, Montana learned about, you know, what Alabama was doing and Secretary Gina Ross from Alabama traveled up to Montana um, to help, you know, speak to policymakers. And so there's real potential, you know, for states to learn from one another. Yeah, and I think in terms of turning around perceptions, I think if you're uh, running a st- any state government and you look at a list of things that are positive about, you know, lists like this, educational lists, and you see Alabama at the top of the list, that's going to get some people's attention, you know, in sort of flipping the script in, in that way. Plus, in, we live in a time now where states are becoming more and more reliant on their own ability to essentially make things happen. And there are connections. I know, you know, through the COVID pandemic experience, California linked with Oregon and Washington to create this united front in terms of addressing the situation. And around the country, you're seeing these coalitions develop. So hopefully we, this is coming along at a time when states are understanding the power of coalition with other states and, and their experiences. And the importance of bipartisanship, you know, I'm on the East Coast, so we had our own, you know, kind of New York, I'm in Rhode Island, you know, Connecticut, kind of our own consortium over here. One of the things that makes this issue unique and obviously direction we need to move on a lot of other fronts, um, but is the, you know, unique bipartisan spirit of it. Uh, As you said, it's really hard to argue with why this makes sense, you know, on an individual level, but also kind of broader society level, you know, it's creating a, you know, helping create a trained workforce for the future um, and just helping improve the lives, you know, family by family. Let's get to the the fun part, which is to promote the film and the website. So uh, starting at zero film.com would be the place to go to find out about the film. And you also have a Facebook page, uh, Facebook backslash starting at zero you can find out more i assume you're updating that on a regular basis twitter starting at zero underscore after the last o and zero and then when can we see the film when will when are opportunities to see it now so we had a virtual premiere um in mid-august and now the film is available um through virtual cinema um if you visit the website and visit the events page um it's streaming through theaters around the country including in california um, you know, which is kind of theaters, just a way to, you know, help support community theaters during exactly. this really challenging time. And so, uh, and it's not just the film that's available to be streamed for the um, virtual premiere. We developed a, you know, a program um, with interviews with uh, some of the governors in the film, as well as early education, you know, experts and leaders. Um, and so we have kind of panel conversations that lead in and out of the film to really help bring it 
you know, current with our, our current, you know, pandemic situation. Right. Um, so, so that's some kind of bonus material, you know, that's available for streaming through the theaters. So let's peek over the horizon a couple of months, a year from now, two years from now. Are you, do you feel like there is momentum in this direction? Definitely. I mean, we've had a real groundswell of interest, you know, kind of at the community and state level in the film, you know, over 50 organizations around the country have reached out to us wanting to screen the film, you know, to their groups and their, to their nonprofits in the community. At at the state level, it seems like there's also, you know, a real interest. And what's really important on the horizon is federal investment, you know, state investment and federal investment. I mean, without money, these programs cannot exist, but just beginning to look at the investment differently, uh, that if we, you know, invest this money in the early days, then, you know, the return is going to be so much higher than trying to remediate, you know, and fix problems that we could have avoided, you know. A less educated uh, citizenry is more prone to um, bad choices with their diet, exercise, it runs the table in terms of if you're an educated person, even if you're not making a whole lot of money, you have a better life and you will have a better life, better choices. And uh, that's all we can ask for, right? We just give people the tools and hope for the best. And well, my congratulations to you on starting at zero, reimagining uh, education in America and hope. Hopefully this is a this is the ball is rolling even faster the next time we hopefully have another conversation regarding whatever whatever you're working on Willis so thank you so very much thanks so much for having me you're very welcome again we've been speaking with Willa Kemmerer and she is the director of the new documentary film called Starting at Zero Reimagining Education in America thank you so very much thank you take care. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.